Hey y'all, and welcome to Hope Changes Podcast for another episode. Episode. This episode we'll be talking about um, gospel music and where it's going. Uh, what's going on with gospel music uh, as far as how it's beginning to sound and other things as far as gospel music. So I'll let my husband take it from here. Yes, this is a topic that I'm another topic that I'm elated to talk about because this is so very needed, um, especially as avid fans of gospel music and in Christian hip hop. Well, I'm more of a Christian hip hop fan than than gospel music um, fan, but I have my favorites that I listen to, and just lately over the years. One of the one of the things that I've started to notice with gospel music is how um, secularized it has become. A lot of our favorite gospel artists feel as though they have to make a certain type of record to 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 make the kids listen to them. And we've all heard them over the years, so I really don't need to say what's what. But it's it's. It's strange at this point. It's strange. It's it's very strange. And I don't like it at all. We don't like it actually because it's no it's no separation from the Lord and the world. Now everything is so blended together. We have gospel artists that are that are more than open to working with secular artists. Now, we say that's cool, but sometimes I wonder what the Lord feels because more times than not, uh, secular artists tend to um, influence the gospel artists more than the gospel artists influence the secular artists. We see that all the time. I remember um I remember having an argument with a with a young lady over the salvation of Nicki Minaj. It whatever. <laughs> um I had a I had a young lady argue with me with that because she worked on Tasha Cobb's song for uh, from um twenty seventeen that they were playing on Philadelphia radio the whole entire time. And it it was funny because she really was going at me like, see, Nikki is saved. You just judgmental and and you don't allow the Lord to work and whatever. So I said to her, okay, since you're a Nikki fan, you pull up a, a article that when Nikki said that she was saved. And there was no response to it. And you know why it was no response? Because Nikki's not saved. Sorry. It's just funny, but stuff like that. Fred Hammond has said he's open to working with secular artists and he thinks gospel artists should work with secular artists. Snoop Dogg, one of the biggest culprits of all, <laughs> he comes out with a gospel album. I remember shooting that down in a comment on Instagram and my comments blew up. Like, people couldn't call me judgmental. They called me every name except the believer. All because I called out something that was true. 
I had one of my favorite football players who's friends with De- uh, friends with us, Snoop Dogg, Deion Sanders, say to me that I know his walk. Y- you you only know what the album says. I've known him for years. And I'm like, yeah, but Deion, you know too much. You know the word you've been saved long enough to think that this means that Snoop is saved. Now, granted, we don't know what happens behind the scenes. Snoop could very well be saved. But there is something called inspecting a fruit. And when you inspect someone's fruit and you don't see it, and you haven't seen it for years, there's a pretty good chance that they're not saved. We haven't seen that out of Snoop. We haven't seen it out of Snoop. We haven't seen it out of Nikki. We haven't seen it out of anyone else. So this topic, this topic is, we're going to get into a lot of different things with this topic here because Gospel music, I, I don't know what's going on with gospel music, but gospel music needs to be addressed from from different perspectives. Um, I want to address it from the perspective of why the gospel music industry is so hard to get into. Because there's a lot of gospel artists, but a lot of but but there's only few that really get um recognition. I want to know why that is. Um I also we're also gonna speak on why this new crop of gospel artists seem to be okay with singing about the Lord, but not necessarily living for the Lord. And then lastly, we just want to talk about what's, where does it go from here? And how can, how can um, artists coming up that want to be gospel artists, how can they just be better to keep the music going? So, India, you can speak to your experiences from growing up just in the church and gospel music then to what it is now, just from your experience. Well, um, before I say that, I just wanted to, um, one, really just like agree with you about um, the Snoop and Nikki situation. And I'm not, I mean, I don't want you guys to think that we are just trying to like judge their walk and even though people may think so like you don't know their life and all of that stuff it's not that what we're saying is there's evidence of salvation and it's called fruit the word talks about it a, a, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and vice versa the word says that so if we are seeing these artists um these secular artists on um, on gospel songs and people are like, oh, wow, they're saved now because they're on a song. Mm, it doesn't necessarily mean they're saved just because they're on a song. Now, they may possibly be on their way to salvation. Hopefully, the gospel artists um, are witnessing to the secular artists. That is possible. Um, but we don't know. We're, we just know what we see. And just because they're saying Jesus and they're rapping about or you know rapping about um I don't know what's that song with with Nikki and and uh, Tasha Kyle's where she 
talk about part in the Red Sea. Just because she said that doesn't mean she's saved, you know. And hopefully, we hope our hope is that because we're not those type of Christians where we try to keep people from salvation or keep people out of heaven. No, we're not those type of believers. But we our hope is that they are um, being witnessed to from um, by these uh, gospel artists. Um, and as far as Snoop as well, I personally think that um, he just decided to put an album out there. And to me, I don't necessarily call it gospel, even though there are gospel artists on it. Um, I don't necessarily call it gospel because Snoop is not a gospel artist. What gospel means, the word gospel means good news. So Snoop doesn't really, to me, he doesn't really um, exemplify the good news of the word as far as, you know, his lifestyle. And no, I don't know him personally, of course, but as we, let's go back to fruit. We want to see the fruit. And he may be a new believer. You know, you may not necessarily see fruit with a new believer, um, but I just want to help the listeners to understand that we're not trying to keep people out of heaven. We just are looking for fruit. And most um, that song, secular artists don't. Oh, I'm sorry. That, mm-hmm. that that song is you're talking about with Natasha Cops and Nicki Minaj is called I'm Getting Ready. Right. That's the song that you were talking about. Right, yeah. So we just are looking for fruit. We're not judging or anything like that. Um. Uh, well, I'm judging. So <laughs> I'm judging it. I, I'm judging what I'm seeing. It's 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 a farce. It's a it's a bunch. It's a load of crap. It's a load of crap, honestly, because I remember reading a article on Hip Hop DX about Snoop's album called Bible of Love. And he said, and I quote, this album's not about no Bible. This album's not about no scripture. It's not about none of that. It's about love. Now, slow that down as a believer and you think about what he just said. It's not about the Bible, which means the songs is just out of feeling. It's not about scripture. Which means that he's not coming for no scriptural backing. He's not even talking about Christ. It's just about love. Love can be interpreted however it wants to be interpreted. So what's his basis? What was the basis for doing it? He said that because his grandma always wanted him to do a gospel album. So he so he did it. Snoop, if y'all been paying, I'm I'm an avid fan of hip hop in general. So I've been paying attention. Snoop has come out with a reggae album, an R&B album, and now gospel album. He just jumps from place to place if he has inspiration. I remember listening to an interview. I remember listening to an interview and he was talking about doing a gospel album while promoting his last album. So this wasn't nothing inspired by 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 the moving of the Holy Spirit. This was all Snoop and what he wanted to do. And then and then when he performed it, and this, this is another thing that, that made me upset too. We watched the Stellar Wars that came on earlier this year. 
And, and might I add, was a hot mess. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we watched the Stella Awards. And Frank Kurt Franklin comes out there with the bandana on, looking like looking like a five foot crip. <laughs> and and he comes out there, introduces Snoop. Now all the songs Snoop can do, he brings out Tone out there to do a song with him. And anybody who knows Tone knows that Tone is completely falling away from falling away from the faith. He he he's blatantly he's blatantly homosexual and still parading up in front of the church and has a nerve to get upset when the church doesn't accept him. And you brought him out on this on the Stellar Awards. What was that saying? What was that saying? That's saying that Snoop wasn't in it for the sake of 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 uh, promoting the gospel. He was doing it. It was a money grab. And no, no reason why I call it a money grab in Snoop's eyes is because Snoop know that knows that. Well, I, I let, let, let me take it out of Snoop's hands. The enemy, Satan, knows that the church will follow the world, the world's um um um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Satan knows that the that the church will follow the world's uh buzz because. The church wants to be so accepted by the world. So anything that anything that the world does, the church see it, and we try to emulate that. It happens all the time, you know. So, so it was easy. That was it was easy for him to do that, and and that tells you where really that. Tells you where the stellar stand, honestly, if you think about it. So this is why we have to have this conversation about where um gospel music is going. Because it's too much it's too much foolishness um running around in gospel music. And me being um getting into the industry and knowing a little bit that I know, it's just like it's it's a bunch of craziness. Now I will applaud people that I need to applaud. One in general is Jonathan McReynolds. I think Jonathan McReynolds is the best gospel artist out today. His music, if you if anyone's a fan of him, because I'm a fan of him, when you listen to his songs, you can just feel the Holy Spirit just permeating in every word that he sings. You can feel the anointing on his songs when he sings them. I don't feel that with a lot of people. I don't feel that with a lot of people at all. Mary Mary, I haven't felt that in a while because Mary Mary is trying to make hits. Erica's trying to make hits now for being a gospel artist. It's not about lifting. It's it's, it's not really about, I can't say it's not about lifting up the Lord, but it's not really about the Father getting glory. It's about her making a hit. Kurt Franklin is about making hits. Um, who else? Who else, baby? Um, James Fortune. It's about making hits. Um, well, my husband knows that I'm an old soul, so I like Smokey Norfolk. When you talk about Holy Spirit filling it in the music through his music, I love Smokey Norfolk. His music is is so Holy Spirit inspired. But um, I also want to say that um, 
One thing I talk to Sheldon about all the time is with gospel artists, one thing that bothers me is the fact that it seems, well, it's not a seem, they do grab their inspiration from the world. Just, you know, when you hear their music and um, what's what's his name? Black Lightning. (laughs) Oh, Ty Tribbett. Yeah, I like Ty Tribbett. I really do. We, We used to go to his Bible studies in Jersey I like Ty Trivet, but his new song, I can't, I can't, what is the new song? I can't get with it. It's oh, just the, the that sound, song. The, um, the trap, the trap, yeah, the trap sound. It's not new, but and yeah, I know what you're talking about. And a lot of people like it, but I cannot, I can't get with it. That sound, I just, that, I, I can't lie. It I like demonic a little bit to me. Like just the sound, the sound of the, and people may be like, all right, I'm turning this podcast. Oh, I ain't no demonic. But no, it just sounds. I don't like that sound, that that trap sound. It sh- it's not something that you can worship to. And a lot of the other songs out there, I just feel like the gospel artists are gleaning their inspiration from the world. And I understand they want to bring the world, and they you know they want to encourage the world to listen to their music. But in turn, it's not it's not happening that way at all. What's happening is believers are listening to the music and they're thinking about the world. Like, oh yeah, you know, I love this song, it's trap, you know, whatever. Or like I you shouldn't be able to listen to a gospel song and hear the beat and wanna like shake your butt to it. It's it shouldn't be that way. But some <laughs> of these songs out there is is like that. It's really like that, unfortunately. And I'm like, if if we have the Holy Spirit us as believers, we have the Holy Spirit, and Christ, God, is the creator, as my husband said before when we were talking, um, is the creator, he is, he's the creator of creators, so we should get our inspiration, gospel artists, I really would love for them to get their all-in-all inspiration from, straight from the throne room of heaven, because that is really what's going to lift people up out of whatever they're dealing with that's really going to allow people to worship the Lord and bring in this the, the uh, presence of the Lord wherever they are things like that I just I hate hearing that gospel music when I listen to it I hate hearing that um it's it's coming the inspiration is coming from the world and we're so um gospel artists are so I feel like are so giddy to um to work with a secular artist like why are we so for the lack of a better term fan crazy like oh I want to work with Nikki and all of that like no they should be we should be bringing them to our side not us going over there you know and just for example I love Lecrae and if he ever listens to this Lecrae you know I love your music but anyway I love Lecrae but um, I've heard him a few times big up Kanye, like, yeah, Kanye, this my man. Not that that's bad, but I'm like, dang, I would love to see um, a, a secular artist say that same thing. Not that they don't, but I just would love to see that. It's just we're so gung-ho um, as believers and, and the gospel artists, I feel like, about just working with the world, and, and, and it should be vice versa. It should be vice versa. And I know what people are going to say. I already know what people are going to say. Well, how can we reach them if we don't go to them? How can we 
uh, spread the gospel if we if we're trying to stay in house. The church is not four walls. It's, it's the church is the people. We get it. We know that's not the point. The point is. The point is is that there our influence and our presence is dwindling. <clears throat> the church music, the church, the church's uh, presence is not what it should be. We're not the influencers anymore. We're the influenced. So that's why switching gears going into Christian hip hop. This is why everyone in Christian hip hop uh, seems to want to jump ship and 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 leave. There's been so if you pay attention to Christian hip hop, you probably have seen this trend. Everybody has is, is starting to leave. Is starting to leave it, trying to find greener pastures. You know, I, I can't I can't prove everyone is doing that, but. A lot of these guys, a lot of them are leaving for that very reason. And there's other factors that um that's with that too that that we'll have to touch on a little bit later. But just for the sake of this particular topic, a lot of them are leaving for greener, greener pastures. And it started with it it really started with Lecrae. It really started with Lecrae and Reach Records and them kind of distancing themselves from the Christian hip hop title now i believe the lord has given me understanding as to why they did it so i'm not as upset about why they did it you know what should i talk uh, at, talk about why they did it you just in my more, but before you say that i wanted to answer the question that you um i didn't answer a question i didn't ask a question no i wanted to ask the question answer the question that you had said about people Saying, well, how will we reach the... Oh, oh, okay. So I just wanted to answer that question. Basically, it's just to lift up the name of Jesus is what he said. Lift me up, I'll draw all men unto me. We don't need to, um, you know, sound like them to get the world to listen to us. We just need to be separate, as the word says. But go ahead. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. We don't need to sound like them in order to reach them. And that's a problem that... <clears throat> that's a, that's a problem that um a lot of gospel artists are having today. They feel like they have to sound like the world to reach the world, but all you're really doing is keeping the world in its in in its place because you're not giving them something different. And you don't have to give them something different as to as to like cuz I remember when I was younger, Christian hip hop used to be like the corny alternative to secular hip hop. So it will be corny. So you will listen to it. The rhymes will be corny. Beats will be corny. Everything just would just would be just be whack. So it make you want to go back to listen to secular music. Now what can what I can say is that Christian hip hop was done better in this generation. Is they've made just better songs. So you can cut off secular and listen to a whole Christian hip hop album because it's just it's just better songs, better production, better lyricism, just better everything. And I love that. And I love that. But the problem is, and going back to the point that I wanted to make, um, the problem is is that when you try, when you get your style from people in the secular world, now the lines have become blurred because I don't know who I'm listening to. 
I don't know who I'm listening to, you know, and, and, and then that does make you want to go back and listen to secular music. I heard a song, it's a, it's a couple songs that made me want to go back and listen to old, like hip hop songs. It's a couple of them. Um, I can't name them off the top of my head, but there's a few that made me want to be like, let me put, let me, let me go find this old <clears throat> hip hop song that I used to like simply because I heard how that beat sounded. And I know where they got their inspiration from. But, oh, I'm sorry. Going back to the reason why Lecrae and Reach Records started doing what they were doing. This is a part of it. And this is not to vindicate them or anything like that. But I believe that one of the reasons why they started distancing um, themselves from the Christian hip hop title is because Christian hip hop. And I know you hate me talking about race but uh christian hip-hop is dominated by by white kids meaning most of the crowd the fans are are basically white teenagers so you have this you have this huge group of white kids that don't understand really hip-hop culture but they just love the music and they don't really understand the psyche of the people who's doing it, who are predominantly black. And now when you have and now you want them to keep making a certain type of music for you, but they're grown and they want to talk about grown issues, grown things that happen in the body of Christ, not just making turn up songs so you can jump around all day. So I think so one of the things I saw and Lecrae stated it in an interview was that he he had to get away from that because when he started talking about race relations and police brutality, many of the fans that he had started saying to him, stop race baiting, stop dividing the body of Christ, stick to making music. The same fans who loved him, the same fans who brought his records all of a sudden now didn't want to hear about the issues that were plaguing that he was dealing with as a as a as a grown man. And and that's crazy to think about. Cause Lecrae's like, how old is Lecrae? I have no clue. Lecrae's close to like 40. He's he's not a young dude. <laughs> so his topics, he should be for a more older audience. So he felt like he had to get away from that. And that's off on a tangent. I'm just the one to explain. I think one of the reasons why I think they started saying um, I'm not a I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper who's a Christian. But then the flip side of that was when he started saying that and he started getting more looks from the secular world because hip hop is a copycat type of genre. What the big dogs do, everyone does. Hip hop controls fashion it controls um, everything, really. It, it it moves the culture. It really does. You see one of your favorite hip-hop artists do, or doing something or your favorite, just favorite artists in general doing something, you may do it too. I know there's many women out there who have a style that they saw Beyonce have on at a concert or a video, and now they try to do it. That's just how hip-hop is. You know, same thing for the guys who may listen to Jay-Z or may listen to Lil Wayne or I, I don't know who's out today. I don't 
mess around with none of these little weirdos that's that's out today. But you know that that's just how it that's just how it works. So, um, so it's a copycat generation. It's a copycat type of genre, and that even sticks towards that even sticks towards Christian hip hop. So people see what Lecrae is doing. People have seen what the success that Lecrae has had, and now they're trying to emulate and do the same thing. Reach started with making turn up songs. Now everybody makes a turn up record. Every you know they their their production kind of uh, kind of um kind of mimics the things that you would hear on the radio. Now every Christian hip hop artist has a song that mimics something that you hear on the radio. It's a copycat genre. What the big dogs do, everybody do. So that's the part of it that I think that they have that that Reach and Lecrae have to own, even if it wasn't intentional. The fact is they started it. They opened the floodgates for it to happen. And and that's what we're dealing with right now. So the originality is gone. Um, the purpose is gone. So now we have Christian hip hop artists who struggle with making things for the Lord because they're trying to look for that one hit that can get them noticed. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And even in the same thing, it's, it's starting to happen with gospel. There's gospel artists looking for that one hit. Marvin Sapp made mention of it when I was watching a video about the gospel music industry. He wants that one hit. I mean, he has them, but he wants that big hit because he know because he will feel validated by it. And I man, if if any of these people that we talk about here this podcast, they probably I think I think we're gonna be in some trouble. <laughs> we gonna be in some trouble. But do I care? Hmm? You already know. <laughs> I'm just being I'm just just speaking the truth here. But um switching gears, what's the what's the next what's the next thing? That we should talk about with in regards to this. Oh, okay. What and I just posed the question to you, and you can just answer in your own way, babe. What not what, but why is gospel music tend to be so has not really shifted and opened its doors to like other up and coming artists that are coming out today. Why do they have to fight so hard to get into Christian hip hop? I, I mean, not Christian hip hop, into gospel. Why do you think so? I know you don't actually have like um, research, but why do you think so? Just from what you've seen. To be honest, I haven't really uh, been, to be honest, I haven't really been keeping up with that type of thing. So you may have to. Uh, answer that for me. I don't really do a whole bunch of research on gospel art. I just know what I listen to on the radio as far as their music, but um that's something that you saw. I didn't I didn't notice that honestly. You didn't you've never noticed how the radio plays the same gospel artists like every day? 
and oh, and and, and and there's a lot of people that's out that's kind of new. We know a few people, right. and they and they won't even play them on the radio. Oh, oh, oh. Because it's about commercializing stuff. You know, they want to put out there what what sounds. I I believe what what sounds more commercial. I guess you know, for lack of a better term, they want to put. You know, they want to put that out there. I feel like. What What do you think, though? Um, I think honestly, I think honestly, the church doesn't is is very. In general, I think the church is very, uh, very like resistant to change. I think our traditionalism <clears throat> and what we like. And what we like in general from how Sunday service worked to even our music, I, I think that we don't like change much. Not change in the sense of just doing anything you want to do, but giving the younger audience a chance to let their gifts and talent shine. And even when it comes to even when it comes to gospel music, I think there's a lot of promising artists that are out there that you really have to search. You have to search for. So, what artists are you talking about as far as the new ones that are out there that that are that they're not playing on the radio? Um, I, I think someone that should get more notice uh, to me is Jermaine Dolly. Oh, okay. Well, I think he. Stuff all the time. Yeah, but I don't. I think he needs. I, I honestly think he has to. I think he needs more oh. exposure. I think that dude is talented. I do think he is. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> hilarious. I love following him on Instagram. I, he, he's multi, he's multi talented. I think he's a awesome singer. I think he's an awesome singer. He is very dope. I think he needs more exposure. My homie, um, and your homie too, Sean Tripline. Yeah, Sean, you listening. You need to give your stuff to the radio because I, I like his music. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think that someone has to they shouldn't it shouldn't take forever for gospel uh music to catch on to new waves. And that's I think that's where I wanted to get to. Is that it seemed like they take forever to catch on to people. Like for instance, the the song that you like by Jordan Armstrong. So much love. Yeah. That song was out for a while, and then while we were still in Philly, they just put that song on the radio, like a like a month or two later. That song been out, um, and then they just put it on one hundred seven point nine. And that probably has to do also with whoever is uh, producing at the radio station, whoever is deciding what song go what songs go out. You know how many times that song needs to be played. It probably has something to do with that too. Maybe. Uh maybe, maybe. But I, I think that was. I think sometimes I just think gospel music is late to the late to the party. But if it was Mary Mary, if it was Kurt Franklin, if it was Donnie McClurkin, if it was Yolanda Adams, if it was Karen Clark Sheard, they song will be on there the first day it came out. Well, of because they the legendaries. Well, some of them. Some but of the still, but still, but still, but still. And I respect them as legends. But why? It's like they get first preference. Mm-hmm. That's corny. <laughs> 
they get first preference. I got to search for new stuff. And we, like gospel music, I, I guess you got to judge it on a different curve with gospel music because you have to like, you have to judge it on a different, uh, uh, on a different scale because you'll be hard pressed to find someone who says like, oh, I don't like this person. This person whack. I don't like their music. Because they all talking about the same thing. Like, how can you call somebody wack who talking about God? <laughs> <laughs> you can't really call somebody wack that's talking about God. I mean, I could. I mean, yeah, if the music. I could, is, but. They probably got a good mind about, you know, their music. But if, if I mean, if it, it's, it's a little corny or whatever, you, you can. Even though you kind of don't really want. I, I hear what you're saying. You kind of don't really want to do that because. They're talking about the Lord, you know. It's it's about the heart, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I've I've heard uh, corny gospel songs, and I said that's whack, that's corny, or whatever. But back to what you were saying. Well, I, who do you think is corny? Uh, I can't really think of anybody right now. I got at least two. Uh. <laughs> I got at least two. Already. I mean, people have their own uh, <clears throat> preferences or or ears when it comes to music, and I guess that's yours. I ain't gonna say who corny and who not. I'm gonna keep that to myself. <laughs> um, um, but I did want to say from what you were talking about about how come like the older gospel artists get listens first, but it's almost like let's say if you're going on a a, a church trip or something and they'd be like oh you know old ladies first let let the mom let the mamas get let on mothers you know church mothers first. yeah let the church mothers get on the bus first it's kind of like that they they get first first dibs because they're older so I, I i understand that but i i feel you like um radio stations i think that they should be willing and and i think most of them are but more so more often i think that they should be willing to um, play more of uh, the new gospel artists. Uh, yeah, so I think that. Yeah, that's and I believe that too. I I think they should play some of the newer gospel artists a whole lot more. Um, but switching gears, all right, because we already we we probably going definitely be in trouble with this one. But then again, nobody listens to us, so it's like I, I feel like I'm all right. Listen, just go ahead. <laughs> but um, lastly, at least I think this is last, depending on um, depending on how it goes. Um, where do we see? And this is just gonna be just your own thoughts. Where do you see gospel music going? As we are getting closer. And closer to the return of Christ. Where do you see it? Where do you see it going? That's a very good question. And I believe that there may not be much gospel music in the coming years. Let's say maybe like five, ten years down the line. Gospel music will probably fall all the way off. And it may be those select few. Like, excuse me, when you think about a remnant. It may be those select few who still have a heart for the Lord and who are talented and artistic and they want to put music out for Christ. 
and they just may be doing their own thing, whether it be on the radio or not. But as far as the gospel music that's out now on the radios that we hear all the time, it may not be that later on. Cause and I just go back to the Snoop thing, like it's and and what I said to the Lord and just what I was talking about to other people. It's like how far is the gospel industry going to take it? Come on now, how far are they going to take this? It's like okay, now they big up in Snoop and oh. Yeah, he got a gospel album and all, and everybody is on. And and Sheldon told me that Molly was on it, and I love Molly. I'm like, dang, Molly. <laughs> yep, that's I your boy. I love Molly, but and he's um, on it. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm just like, I'm just almost flabbergasted because I'm like, how far is the gospel industry gonna go with who they let in? It's almost like, um believers or the gospel artists or industry gospel industry whatever got their arms open wide to let whosoever will come in as far as uh those who are not um in Christ now if they're trying to witness to these people okay that's a different story but if they're just doing whatever like just going back to the situation with the uh the stellars like how far are we gonna go? Come on, it's and that that's really what bothers me. So that's a great question. I really think that um, it may not be hardly any gospel music later on down the line. And it's a shame because it's it's really there's already I see um, a falling away of um, uh, Christian rappers, um, and then with 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 the gospel artists. Uh, "Quote unquote," I guess bridging the gap or whatever they want to do. They they're coming together with these secular artists for whatever reason. I just feel like there won't be any and and all and on top of that, the music itself, whether they're with a a, a secular artist um, or not, mm-hmm. the music itself is not spirit led, Holy Spirit led. It's, it's it just sounds like trap in the world and us. Uh, annoying it's very annoying (laughs) so true so true i think to answer that question i think um if if it keeps going in the way that is going right now i think that sooner or later sooner or later we'll have secular artists just making gospel just making gospel because they're talented talented enough to do it Simply because they'll know we'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Like Snoop knew that the church would buy it. So it was a money grab for him. Who's to say who's to say who who paid attention to Snoop's blueprint and said, Okay, we know that church folk gonna pay. Could it be could it could it be Beyonce? Could it be I don't know. Just throwing just throwing names out there. Could it be Jay Z rapping on a gospel song? Probably won't happen. But I'm just throwing stuff out there. Could it be your favorite artist? Think of your favorite artist and think of them doing getting on a gospel song because a gospel artist wants to work with them. That's the way. That's the that's the way things could possibly go. I think that if gospel artists as a whole if the gospel industry does not get back to the reason why they do the music that they do 
I believe that the gospel industry would be it will it it will fizzle out. It will fizzle out. There'll be no more reason for gospel um award shows. There'll be no reason for them making uh, announcements at the Grammys for for gospel awards. It'll 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 go the way that reggae went. And if anybody knows about reggae, reggae used to be out all the time, especially in in especially around the summertime. There was all growing up, it was always a reggae hit that came out. Always. I haven't heard reggae anything in almost a decade now. It fizzled out. I had my own speculation as to why it fizzled out, but it kind of just it kind of just disappeared. Who's to say that won't happen to gospel? If 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 we don't get if if gospel artists don't get back to to the reason why they're they're uh doing the music that they're doing. Stop caring about a hit and start caring about the person that's listening to the music. Stop caring about how much money's coming in and start worrying about and start worrying about how your songs and what you're doing out of your heart will stand before the Lord when you have to answer to him. Cause these are gifts that he gave. And when we stand before him, our works are going to be tried by fire. So imagine all the music that you made and you thought you was doing God good and then it gets tried by fire and you lose it all. Simply because the Lord studied your heart and said, this was, you just did it. You, you did it. You, you was trying to do it for me, but you did it thinking that you can benefit yourself from it. So you care more about what you can get from it than my goal being accomplished. I can see that happening. I can see that happening definitely. I think gospel artists and gospel music has to get back to the reason why they do it. And there's a lot of artists out there, I believe, that are there who are doing right by the music and making the music that I think the Lord will be very proud of. But there's a lot of stuff out there that you have to listen to that you have to listen to and really just decipher the lyrics. Like just like just for instance, um, you remember that song by the Walls Group? You can't say live my life. <laughs> but if you listen to the song, like we we was in the car listening to that song, and and me and India was both like. This song is basically, it's like, it's almost like telling you, don't judge me. It is. And I love the Walls group, but but Sheldon brought that to my attention. I didn't even know it because it's, and it's so, music is so tricky. If it's a good beat and a good tune, you're not really going to think about the words. You'll be singing the words, but you're not really going to think about like, wait, they are saying that. But yeah, very much so. That song, it's almost like, you know, don't judge me. You can't. Tell me how to live my life. You ain't laid down your life. Um, and I, I was kind of disappointed. I love the Walls group, and they're an awesome group, but I was kind of disappointed about, you know, the lyrics. And it just causes people to have an indifference toward uh, conviction. If somebody else, you know, says something to them about how they're living their life and, 
you know, uh, comes to them about something that they may have done that's against the word, it just causes a hardened heart, you know, t- um, towards them with this, this song. It, it brings that, what I'm trying to say is it brings that mindset of a hardened heart towards correction, um, uh, godly correction and, and godly conviction, even maybe even from the Holy Spirit or just from other people. And it's, it's just against the word. And I'm not saying the walls group, you know, I don't think they did that intentionally, but you listen to the words and you think about what the scripture says about how we, you know, should judge one another righteously or just, you know, come to one another. Hey, if your brother is in a sin, help him out or whatever, pick him up or stuff right. like that. It just, it causes a heart, that song, it just causes a hardened heart, or it can cause a hardened heart towards um, godly correction. Because now you're in this attitude space where you're like, well, you can't tell me how to live my life. You can't tell me what to do and all. And that's not the Christian life at all. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought that song was ironic because I think one of them had, I think one of the sisters had a, had a baby, had, had a baby. She's only like 18, I think. And I think, and they kept it covered up for a while. And I saw some pictures about it and they showed her like having a baby and um, they showed her had a baby in 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 the um, in in the uh, emergency room, and she had a ring on her finger. And I thought that was weird because the whole time of this happening, they n- never made an announcement. You know, people care about stuff like that, and they never made an announcement once about her being married at all. But all of a sudden, when when they when news broke that she was pregnant. And had a child. They put a ring on her finger, trying to save face. I mean, we don't. Know it was. I know. I don't think she married at all. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. Well, we but you know, about. but but the point being, <laughs> the point being is that sometimes, you know, it the song that song was kind of deceptive because that's like. That's that's another thing that this generation is dealing with, and and you can hear it all in the music. Like people don't want to be told like right from wrong, and if you tell a believer that, if you tell a believer that they may be wrong or they off, oh you're judging now. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Using the scripture completely out of context, they don't even want you to say anything to them anymore. So. It's 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 imperative that I, I that um, gospel music starts getting back to songs that just bring the anointing of the Lord in worship services and just in your everyday walk. I have I have it's been a while since I heard a song that really made me want to worship in the middle of the street <laughs> or walking down the street and singing it. You know, and and really just getting into it because it just had that feeling of power on it. I would like to see get gospel get back to those to those type of songs because we can find them if we go back to, um, if we go back to go back in the day to the to the uh, what's the guy's name? Um, the dude that sings uh, going up yonder. What's his name? 
No, but it's a guy who who wrote the song. We know the person who sing it. Um, what's his name? Whatever. I I know what I'm talking about. I just can't get it out right now. But I know the song. The the, the girl who sing it, Tremaine Hawkins. I know, I know a person who sings that. But it was a person. It was a guy who wrote the song. That's what I was talking about. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Nope, I don't. And again, this podcast is um. You know, we just speak our hearts and our minds. Not everything we saying is right and etched in stone and all of that stuff. We are just giving our own um, opinions, thoughts, uh, beliefs, or whatever, whatever we, whatever we talk about in our own home. For those, and I'm just saying this for those who um, have not listened to our very first podcast, where we explain to you about our. Um, about our podcast and how it's going to be. So for those who are listening for the first time, please don't get offended at anything that we say. We are just speaking our hearts and our thoughts. Um, And we don't, even me and Sheldon, don't necessarily agree with each other all the time on what we talk about. Um, So we're not always in cahoots with one another (laughs) either. But um, so, yeah, we just hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode of um, Hope Changers podcast. I uh, wanted to give you our information. Uh, email is hopechangersintl.org. We are on Instagram at hopechangers underscore intl. Um, and we are now on Twitter at, at hopechangers underscore. So those, our, those are our um, websites that you can check us out at. Um, and if you want to get in contact with us, just hit us up on an email. Tell us what you think. Don't like it. You hate it. You love it. Um, all right. Give us some feedback. And we thank you all for listening. And again, the views and thoughts and words said of Sheldon J. Washington is clearly of Sheldon J. Washington and not of Hope Changers International. These are my thoughts. This is not the viewpoint of everybody. But you're going to get those views anyway. So love you guys. We'll see you episode four. I will tell you the name, but you'll just wait until we put, until we record it. We're not sure yet anyway. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. I think so. All right. We're out of here. See you.